start believing that everything is possible because we have to follow our mission in life. Uh, that's what we live for. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 165 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel at Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians. And the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break all the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So, let's begin. My guest today is Olya Ungurian. Olya is a Flex alumna 2015-2016. And she spent that year in Lamar, Missouri. During that exchange year, she has done almost 100 hours of volunteering. She was a tennis player, a cheerleader, and the manager of the track and field team at Lamar High School. After her flex experience, she completed her bachelor's degree in her native city, Chernivtsi, in western Ukraine, 
where she studied three foreign languages, English, German, and Espanol. During her senior year, she went on an Erasmus Plus exchange semester to the University of Valencia in Spain, where she worked as a teaching assistant for the Faculty of Philology, Communication, and Translation. Right now, Olia lives in Kiev. She is studying her master's degree in international project management and pursuing her career in international education. The reason is her exchange experience inspired her to help others to have similar experiences that will open their minds and change their lives. So she wants to be involved in similar projects. Olia, how are you today? Hi, I'm very delighted to be your guest today. Thank you for inviting me. And I like the idea of your project. I listen to a lot of episodes and I think it's amazing. Thank you. I'm grateful to you and I'm excited to know more. So to begin, I wish to know these days, this period, what seems to be something that you think about a lot because it just demands that your brain thinks about it. It's important to you or you feel something should be different in your life or in the world? Well, today I can say that I feel everything is where it has to be in my life because uh, the pandemic has, of course, changed my life. And uh, during all those uh, lockdowns and online classes, I made a decision to move to Kiev and to change my major. Uh, so. I'm currently in the field more connected to economics and education, uh, its management, and uh, I love it, honestly. And uh, the thing that is kind of sad is, of course, uh, pandemic because it affects traveling. And I love travels. I miss them. I have a couple of big goals for life, and one of them is traveling. Um, so, yeah. I like that. We will speak about travel, but first, tell me about that moment where you made the decision to change your major, because there is a lot of social pressure, a lot of sunk cost, a lot of like momentum to your previous studies. So it was not easy or it's not normally easy to make such a transition and decision and to take such a bold step. What was the biggest motivator and how was that decision and conversation in your mind where you thought, okay, because of X, Y, Z, I decided? Yeah, uh, basically my exchange experiences have influenced me in this decision because uh, studying in the U.S. and studying in Spain has has shown me the whole different perspective on education. And after that, I was interested in how the study abroad programs are made, who designs them, who is funding them and evaluating them. And uh, that's how project management came into my life. And it's what I'm enthralled by right now. Uh, so that was the main decision. I finally understood what I wanted to do in life. Uh, it wasn't connected with foreign languages anymore, though I love them. Um, so yeah, I decided to take that step and um, try myself 
in this field uh, the thing is that i could not find a job or at least the matching internship since i didn't have enough work experience connected to the field uh, before that i was teaching english i was freelancing um, so i tried doing marketing advertising but still uh, it wasn't something my heart would you know pitter patter to mm, yeah but right now everything is going great and um, at some point of my life, I understood I had more academic achievements and I thought that no one really cares about it. So I started feeling insecure. I started doubting my decision to change my major. Uh, so it wasn't easy, as you can see. Uh, but then I think the right time has come. And uh, right now I have an opportunity to work in the field of international education, to work on study abroad programs, to help students learn language in the authentic setting, to link it up with traveling and fun and bridge those uh, barriers between cultures and languages. So mm, I'm very glad about it. I agree. It sounds exciting wonderful and you do sound enthralled and especially you were insecure that you're changing to this new domain where you won't have as much experience and that people don't care too much about academic levels they care more about experience and you said after experiencing the educational system in the u.s and in spain well what did you experience there and how did it compare to your education, whether in Ukraine or in general, that made you think, wow, I want to bring more of that into the lives of young Ukrainians? Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for your question. I'll uh, begin from the very start. So I truly believe I opened a new page of my life the moment I entered the United States as an exchange student. That's for sure. And you probably heard this a lot from Flex alumni. And um, looking back at my exchange, I can definitely say it was one of the greatest periods of my life. And uh, it's always about the best memories like American prom, cheerleading, family holidays and gatherings and bonfires. First of all, it shaped me as a personality. I became more mature and grown up. I had to make my own decisions, though I wasn't always ready for that. And of course, I found the second family there. Um, the country itself had a huge impact on me. Um, honestly, I didn't even expect much and I didn't know what to expect because during all of my childhood and school years, uh, I was too busy dancing and going to different competitions. So. I was probably one of the few exchange students who did not watch a lot of American movies. So I had no idea what, uh, I don't know, peanut butter jelly sandwich was, or I didn't understand slang. And I Googled a lot of things like text abbreviations. And that was funny. Uh, if talking about Spain, I came to Spain as a senior student. I had no one there and when you come to another country it is stressful i mean if you lived in ukraine you can probably understand what it feels like and something that i loved in both exchanges was elective subjects 
Electives, that's the thing I would love to incorporate in Ukrainian educational system. And I'd say we're moving in this direction. I believe um, it gives you more freedom. So it does not mean that you can study theater or cooking for four years. No, you have credits, you have compulsory subjects, but along with that, you can have some fun and freedom and uh, choose something you have always wanted to try. Uh, but uh, I have to mention that uh, experience in Spain was much more academic. I focused on the subjects I learned more. So if in America I chose media attack, where we filmed short videos and edited them, weights where we worked out in the gym, in the University of Valencia, I chose advanced English, German, English for specific purposes with uh, medical and technical vocabulary. And the most important part, I got an assistantship. Yes, I mentioned that in the introduction. It's really wonderful. And to know the other side of you, well, you've been a cheerleader, you dance, you're active in that way. And even now, when you want to feel alive, to relax, to enjoy your life in a way that makes the day brighter and your energy higher and more dynamic, what is an activity that you really like to do, either to relax or to feel really alive, that is through your life your favorite? It is still dancing. I had been dancing since I was five years old, and I'm thankful to my parents for that. As a five-year-old, I did not uh, really know what I wanted, but I fell in love with dancing from the first practice, and that's the skill I will never lose. It lives inside of me, in my body. It helps me distract from all the problems. And uh, even now in Kiev, I found a pretty nice dance school. And uh, in America, I was a cheerleader. That is also an amazing story, I can tell you. So Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, in order to become the Flex program finalist, uh, you have to pass three tours. You fill in a lot of documents and you write essays. So the last tour, there is more of a psychological testing on who you are. And in all, all of my essays, I wrote about my passion, which was dancing at that time, and that I would love to dance in America. And then... I'm sitting in the room with one of the interviewers and I remember it so vividly. She asks me, what if there is no dance club in your high school and you do not have an opportunity to dance? Would you sacrifice it for your exchange year? And I can tell what I felt and what thoughts I had running through my mind, but I didn't show it for a second, I think. My answer was, uh, if I want to dance, I will find this opportunity. I can dance at home. I can play some music. I can do at the gym. And then I was in America and uh, in Lamar High School where I studied. Exchange students before me had never been cheerleaders. I honestly do not remember the reason. I know you have to attend um, cheer camp in summer, learn routines and motions, and we usually come pretty late for that. But that year, something went different, and I became a cheerleader for basketball season, which was uh, for four months. And, uh, oh my God, I was over the moon. I watched all basketball games as I was cheering for our team, all those bus rides, 
It was a wonderful time. It kept me really busy in the US and I treasured it. I want to know more. That's wonderful. A great story. And it seems each or almost each Flex alumna has a wonderful uh, story, whether waiting and being a semi-finalist and being called in July or something <laughs> like your experience. And to ask you, when you're dancing, what is your favorite part about that? What happens, what you dance, that just drives you over the moon? <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> for you. Uh, when you dance, you tell a story, always. This story doesn't really have words, but your task is to put all those emotions into movements and to feel the music. So if I really love this song, my body starts moving and I don't really need to create a routine or something. I just do what I feel. And of course, um, any physical activity, it helps you get rid of all the stress, all negative emotions. And well, I've been dancing for a while. I've experienced a lot of competitions. I've I had practices for four or five hours a day during weekends. And uh, right now it's not that professional. I'm not competing. So I can say it's my favorite hobby and uh, I would love uh, to try new styles. Even now I'm trying something new. It's hard. It's uh, about stepping out of my comfort zone, of course, because I used to be a ballroom dancer. Then I was a classic dancer. And uh, lately I've been trying myself in more of modern styles. But it's all Thank about you. emotions. Yeah. Yes. I have a comment and then a question, maybe. One is I interviewed a ballerina. She used to be part of an international ballet tour. And since you mentioned you practiced up to five hours every day on the weekend, well, how did you deal, like, how did your body deal with that? What she said is her teachers used to say the day where your legs won't hurt is the day you're dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> that, because I asked her, she said it's normal. And that's what they say. If your body isn't in pain uh, in the morning or during the day because of so much practice, that's when you're dead already. Tell me about that and tell me if I understood correctly. The music comes into your <laughs> heart and it activates your emotion and then you express that emotion through your body even without choreography in whatever your body wishes to move you trust your intuition your instincts to express a story and a message did i understand that correctly yeah totally correct uh, of course uh, it's uh, nice to have uh, those planned choreographies and if you are uh, competing or if you um, are on the dance show or something it has to be planned uh, but uh, yeah talking about uh, those long practices of course all dancers experience injuries they experience soreness and uh, it does not go away really because you continuously use new muscles you learn new moves and it's about growth you have to grow you have to learn something new and in this way 
you will become a professional dancer. And of course, uh, in the life of every dancer, there comes a period where you have to decide whether you do this for the rest of your life or you have to kind of stop there and uh, think about your career and maybe focus on uh, something else other than dancing. And uh, I had this point in my life too. And I assume you chose to not become a professional dancer. And please speak about that. And you mentioned growth now. And earlier you mentioned that trying new styles of dance helps you expand and go out of your comfort zone so that you grow. Tell me, why is that important to you to grow constantly rather than to use what you have? Um, so the phrase that has been following for a long time now, and I always try to keep it in my mind, is um, dream big and think big. So for me, it is about broadening my own horizons and erasing the limits I've got in my head. Um, I didn't quit dancing. I came uh, to the United States and I just changed uh, my style to cheerleading, let's say. So I probably uh, stopped uh, my professional dancing career at that time, but I decided to give this exchange a try and uh, I'm satisfied with it. And when I came back, I continued dancing just uh, in my free time. I attended some uh, classes in the gym in my city and I still do that. Uh, but I do try new styles and I do want to grow because... Uh, I don't know. I just need it. I cannot uh, stay in one place. And uh, the growth um, is inevitable if you are consciously stepping out of your comfort zone. So I believe that achieving something is always about losing and gaining. I may not be very good at all styles and I don't have to be good at all dance styles, but uh, it's all about effort, discipline, failures, uh, and hard work. And hard work always pays off. I love that attitude. And in your city, which has maybe 260,000 people, it isn't that big. Mm -hmm. But do people, because of where it is located, more nearer to Europe, do they have European mentality or they're not really into growth and development? And did you always have this attitude or did it grow and develop because of flex, etc.? I, of course, think it developed, but everything is not that perfect. Uh, sometimes um, I do underestimate the way I have already made. Uh, sometimes I overthink simple things. I look at my Instagram feed where everyone is so successful and I question myself where I'm heading. And uh, I believe that youth nowadays in every city, in Chernivtsi or in Kiev, is different. And um, a lot of my friends, a lot of people whom I know, they uh, aim for development. They are smart. They want to get a nice job. They look for opportunities. They travel so i i love this and 
On the other hand, a lot of people experience the same, what I mentioned. So social media and uh, all of these things, uh, it is the scourge of our time, really, because you have no idea what happens behind the scenes and you start having that topical flight in your head. And uh, personally, I try to get rid of it. So I start um, telling myself that it's not real life. And we're responsible for what we are consuming. So I filter everything. Um, yeah, and I believe all the answers are already inside of us. We just have to dig deeper. I like that. And I agree with you about social media. I'm happy you're aware of that. And you said all the answers are inside of us. We just need to dig deeper. Tell me more. And what I meant is that uh, sometimes you have uh, to get to know yourself better as uh, we do not know what we truly desire. We get lost. We look at someone else's life and we think that we need the same. And, uh, well, we are so different. We are individuals. We are. We have our own paths and they're not ideal, but they're made for us. And... Uh, at the same time, we form our reality, we form our lives. And uh, listening to myself uh, was probably one of the latest discoveries I've made. So I do not have to uh, pretend. I do not have to achieve something just because someone else has, has done it. Uh, I just want to live my life. And uh, I don't want to rush anything. So I couldn't find a job for almost five months. And I was so upset that all of my friends are working and they're doing really good. And I was focusing on my studies and probably I shouldn't have done so. But at the end, the right time has come. And I'm so glad I didn't rush it. This is brilliant. I agree with your attitude. And if I understood you correctly, if we wish to be happy, we should listen to ourselves because we have our own desires that our heart tells us we should do. And even though society might say we should want something else or the social media perfect lives or our friends might be doing something, we shouldn't copy that because it could be not our way. And it's only listening to ourselves we will find what is our way what is for us, what is not for us, and to be aligned and to discover that and to create that and to follow that is what creates fulfillment and is in many ways the purpose of our lives. Did I understand you correctly? Yeah, exactly what I meant. Thank you. You're welcome. And this is wonderful to ask you about Kiev and because you have been to in Lamar, Valencia, Kiev, and your city, if you are to compare what do you like about each or something like that, what would you say? I love Kiev and uh, I think this city is a good fit for me. So Chernivtsi, it's a small and cozy town. You don't have a lot of traffic there. You can reach everything by foot. You can walk for 15 or 20 minutes and... Uh, you'll be where you need to be. And of course, cave is different. Uh, people are different here. So uh, 
no one really cares about you, about what you wear, about how you look like. Um, people here, they are more self-centered. They uh, own serious businesses. They have uh, nice managerial positions and I can feel that. And of course, I would love to grow in this city. I felt it by the amount of uh, big companies and by the amount of employees that work in these companies. And um, it was a nice step to move here. And um, of course, since I'm pursuing my master's in Kiev, well, now online, um, I now have uh, a lot of new acquaintances. Uh, so um, that's also nice because I believe in the power of networks and networking. And I want to believe that it works in every city, even in Kiev. So I hope it will help me in the future. Thank you. And so you're studying all the online in Kiev. Are you an extrovert or an introvert? How was it for you to be doing this in Kiev while you have to stay <laughs> locked down so long? Yeah, actually, there are two sides of a coin because um, on one hand, I was uh, upset that I cannot uh, go to the university and see my professors um, in real life and ask them uh, and uh, expect something uh, from them, talk to my group mates. Uh, on the other hand, of course, for Kiev, it is much more convenient since you do not have to waste that much time on um, getting to the university. It may take an hour or an hour and a half sometimes. So for a lot of people, uh, online learning and working remotely is a good solution. Mm, but as for me, I'd say anyways, um, online is future and we have to deal with it. We have to be flexible and we have to adjust. Thank you. And so to ask you a bit more, because yes, you said online is the future and you're living in Kiev, and you're pursuing. Do you have some stories, or what is the story of you finding that work in international education that you said you've been upset for five months because your friends were working and you weren't? How did that moment happen? Was it like serendipity or more of a coincidence or like fate? Or tell me more. Uh, it was probably more of a coincidence i'd say though um co coincidences uh, also happen for a reason uh so i kind of told myself that i'm letting it go and uh, i'm not worrying about anything now it is what it is and uh, then um i kind of got a text message um it was connected to online education so it was a nice company i looked at their website and i just called them and uh, then i came to their office and uh, i came probably three times talking to different people in the sphere and they all uh, interviewed me they asked me about my uh, educational experience 
And in the very last meeting, they said that they would be happy to teach young individuals so that we can effectively cooperate together. And I was really surprised. Uh, so this company is Study UA. It's the leading one in international education in Kiev and in Ukraine, I believe. And they taught me and they, and they continue teaching me a lot of things. So um, I'm really happy about it. I still am young and I have a lot more to work on, but I believe it's a great start for me. So, Thank you. It seems learning, growing, going outside your comfort zone, changing styles is really important for you. And yes, it's very important. But to you specifically, do you really need it? Is it something that if at the end of the day you didn't learn something new, you feel a bit sad or frustrated? Or is it more about the more you learn, the more opportunities you have, and maybe you're very ambitious and therefore learning to you is the road to opportunities? Or how do you think about it? Yeah, I uh, think that learning is a road to new opportunities and lots of uh, times in my life I experienced that if I work on something, um, it pays off, as I said, and um, I want to be a professional in the sphere I work. Uh, I want to uh, become a person, uh, younger generations would love to you know, uh, come up to as a role model. Um, and right now I have um, plans, I have goals, and uh, I want to focus on my career. I'm young uh, and I believe it's a perfect age to learn new things, to learn new languages, to acquire, acquire, and <laughs> acquire. I like that. And do you have a book or a literary novel or a movie or something that you love, or maybe even a character, whether from fiction or from history, that is a role model to you that you resonate with, or just, as I said, maybe a movie you love or a book? I'm a person who loves uh, different uh, psychological books. and. Uh... It's changed my character a bit and my attitude to life, you know, and um, I love uh, reading uh, Louisa Hay and I love reading such psychologists as Dr. Kurpatov. Um, so, yeah, I love this uh, <laughs> type of uh, literature. Why? I like that. It's really interesting. And why do you like it? I like it because uh, it opens uh, new horizons again. So uh, when I read these types of books, I start um, realizing things that uh, are around me and are around everyone. And um, human brain is one of the most complicated things that we have to discover and uh, it is crazy to live and understand that uh, your brain uh, and your mind can be conscious and unconscious and some things you cannot simply control but 
of course you think that you're human and you are in control of everything and you're in control of your life and i love to learn how positive thinking for example influences my life so it may sound skeptical because today's world is all about positive thinking and dreams and coaches guiding you uh yeah and i'm not judging anyone uh but uh I truly believe that we have to filter, uh, to filter our thoughts and to filter what we consume. Yeah. I like that. And you're mentioning that we think we're in control, but many things we don't control. Well, as a dancer, did you have those experiences where it seems like a higher power is dancing through you and you're just observing your body moving gracefully and perfectly and you're like wow i didn't expect to do that but it's done through you did you have such experiences yeah and in dance there is um, an interesting thing that if you learn one choreography for a long time uh, you stop thinking about movements so your body is so used to this uh, specific motions in that specific um, choreography. So when the music starts playing, uh, it is kind of an automatic process. You just go on a stage and you dance and you do not think about movements. You smile at the same time, you show emotions on your face, whether it's a sad choreography or it's a positive one, but uh, it seems like you're not controlling your body and it guides you on the stage. Yes, and I understand because some people will think actually you'll get bored of a choreography after dancing for a long time. But like you mentioned, actually, it will open up you, uh, new sides of you to explore and to show and to express and you can focus more on the emotion rather than on what to do. Tell me about travel. You said it's one of your big goals. What do you like about travel? Do you have some travel stories that you remember fondly that you can share, etc.? Yeah, um, well, studying abroad inspired me to travel. I've been to a lot of places and needless to say, I want to be a globetrotter. I love trying new cuisines, listening to new languages, planning the route beforehand and observing buildings. Mm, yeah, I love it. And talking about countries, I can say that Australia astounded me for real. Landscapes are breathtaking. Fauna. I have touched stingrays. I almost swam with them. Kangaroos. I was holding a koala bear. I have been to the Penguin Island. I have seen Aboriginal people there. This country is unique and its remoteness makes it even more special to me. And uh, even now I have uh, favorite cities among those I've been to, of course. It's Barcelona in Spain, it's uh, Perth in Australia, and I love traveling with my host family in the United States. They made me a surprise trip where we visited um, Grand Canyon and Las Vegas and um, a lot of other places. Of course, I would love to refresh those memories again, and um, I have no idea what to expect with the pandemic. So for now, I do not have any plans 
but I'd love uh, to visit Emirates. <laughs> I think that's the most popular destination for, for Ukrainians now as it is open. And I constantly see my friends and some people traveling there and pictures uh, from Dubai. Yes, and you said you don't want to see that. You want to filter it out <laughs> until you can <laughs> and to ask you. And then something about you. What is something that you like about yourself that you think, I'm happy I have this. I've been lucky to have this and you like it and you wish maybe more people or most people don't have at all? Mm, I'm open. I am an open-minded person. I love to meet new people. I love uh, connecting with them. So it means a lot to me. That's why I have uh, a lot of friends from different countries and we still talk and we've even seen each other. Uh, it's been almost five years since I uh, saw my uh, best friend from Georgia and I value these relationships and I think that you have to learn how to communicate with other people to make these relationships successful so you have to care about the person you have to uh, ask them how they're doing you have to again be open and just be sincere and kind and I mean I believe that most of the people are yes I like that attitude being open and expecting goodness in other people. You mentioned connecting with others that is meaningful to you. What does it mean to you to connect with others? And if there are people who are closed, but they wish to become open and they want to learn how to meet other people and how to connect with honesty, what are your tips or ways that you do in order to make others comfortable when you first begin and to begin establishing that connection? So what does the connection mean to you? And what do you do normally that will be advice to others on how to connect with new people? Well, first of all, you have to be yourself. And if you feel like you're an introvert, I wouldn't say that you have to force yourself and become an extrovert um, in one day let's say it's impossible and i would just uh, say that the most important rule you have to follow is that treat others as you'd love them to treat you and if you put yourself in the place of that person it helps you uh, kind of observe a situation from the other perspective so I just say that boomerangs work and all of your actions, um, they uh, will come back to you one day. That's why I try not to judge anyone for not being nice to me uh, in some situations. I just try to understand a person. And as my dad always tells me, do not try to change people. They are who they are. They're individual. Uh, it makes them unique because all of us are unique. Uh, I am unique because I believe that my experience, the way I think and react in different situations, my perception of life makes me who I am, Olya. <laughs> and it wouldn't be possible without all those dance competitions, flags, uh, assistantship uh, 
and so on and so forth. So just be yourself. And um, if a person is meant uh, to be connected to you somehow, you will find that rapport. Thank you. Well, tell me, you said now when the person is meant to somehow, and before that you mentioned when it was the right time and you were ready, the job appeared. Do you, What is your spiritual side? Do you believe in fate and destiny? Do you believe there are signs and right moments? You said that it was a coincidence, but coincidences aren't really random or <laughs> something. What is your thought on this topic? I believe in faith and destiny, and uh, I actually think of it very often. And sometimes I thought, well, maybe you're trying to comfort yourself that uh, there is destiny, there is faith. Uh, but no, it does not mean that I have to lay down and wait until my dream comes true, for example, or my goal will magically come true one day. No, it means that I'm still working hard on everything I want to achieve, but uh, something is still guiding me through that process and uh, helps me to get the best at the very right time for me. Yes, and you mentioned hard work again. This is the third time. Well, <laughs> to you, how do you make your days and weeks productive? What are your techniques and methods to be a productive girl in a world that is trying to distract everyone from their goals? And also, how do you choose the long-term or medium-term goals, etc., that you focus on? Or is it like you said, you listen to yourself and then you try to bring that to life? Maybe it's like dance. You actually feel the emotion. You turn it into a movement, which is a plan since you're a project manager. <laughs> you go through with that. I don't know. But tell me about your approach to productivity. Mm, all right. So there are two things I follow for quite a long time. First of all, I always plan. I cannot live without a planner and I write everything down. All those notes and iPhone do not really work that well for me. And the second thing, I wake up very early. I wake up at uh, 6 a.m. in the morning uh, for a year now. And uh, sometimes it happens without an alarm. So it's just my natural <laughs> wake up time. And it helps me. Uh, being more in, in being more productive because I have more time during the day. And uh, well, yeah, that's about productivity for me. Thank you. And now you're studying in Kiev. Where do you study? I study uh, at NULS. It's a National University of Life and Environmental Sciences. Uh, Sciences. And I study at the Faculty of Investment Management. And the name of my program is International Project Management. Yes. And why did you choose that specific university other than any other one? I loved uh, the feeling of the program itself. So I kind of um, changed my attitude to choosing the university. I tried to make it more of an American one where you look at the courses the university offers. So basically, I saw that um, there are courses about grant programs, 
and grant programs are Erasmus+, Plus, Marie Curie, and so on and so forth. And uh, I loved this course. I had it last semester. Um, they teach us how to work in master project. They teach us how to work in agile. And uh, that's why I chose this program. And I'm really happy about it. I'm satisfied. It uh, is all about practice. That's what I value. It's not about theory. It's all about practice. And we work a lot. Yes, you practice so that you have real life experience, which is much more valuable than theory or academics, because nobody like you mentioned cares about that. They care about what you can do, not what you know. Right. Yeah, it exceeded all expectations. I thought that well, maybe I should wait for my master's. Maybe I will wait for two or three years and work during this time. But actually, um, I think it was the right decision to pursue my master's right after my bachelor's. Thank you. And if, you know, for people who aren't dreaming big, and they wish to, something inside them is calling them to do that. And yes, your father said, people don't, they are who they are. But imagine someone, they haven't been dreaming big, but they wish to. What advice would you give them? And why would you say dreaming big is important in life? Mm, I'd say that we have to follow the dream. And I believe that every person is dreaming of something in their life. It may be a small thing or it may be a big thing. It doesn't matter. But uh, dreaming big is about achieving something you really, really want to, but maybe you doubt it. And uh, I'd say uh, find a soulmate or find a person uh, who succeeded in this field and just start believing that everything is possible because we have to follow our mission in life Uh, that's what we live for i don't know that's how i feel that Mm, i i don't know highlight the most um, important things for me i highlight uh, something i really really want to reach and i start taking small steps yeah there are ups and downs and there are failures sometimes i change my mind in the process of achieving it and i think well uh, i'll try later but uh, you have to erase those limits you have in your head and just try to find support in something um support uh, that your parents may give you supports that your friends uh, may give you or just uh, read success stories on the internet or somewhere but uh, don't stop believing <laughs> don't stop believing i like that to end this great conversation and if people want to learn more about you to follow you or maybe you're involved with some projects you'd like to share, please share now, as well as any social media for people to connect with you or follow you. Yeah, of course. You can reach me in Facebook or LinkedIn, um, the same name as appears in this podcast. I'll be more than happy to collaborate on some projects. I'm uh, a pretty active Flex alumni, and uh, we do 
some interesting things here in Kiev. We gather together, uh, yeah, and we discuss things. And um, I would love to meet new people. Thank you. You're welcome, and I wish you a great day. That is getting you forward momentum towards all your dreams and big goals. Thank you so much.